Hey guys, welcome back to the Cruciform Life Podcast. This is a discussion-based podcast where three friends get together and talk about what a surrendered life to Jesus looks like in our everyday life, the ups and downs of doing life together. If you are to be a man of God, how you view the world and everything in it will be colored by the truth of His Word and His Son. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to jump into a a topic on prayer. I think, you know, oftentimes I think specifically prayer can be overlooked. Like the importance of prayer, I think, can definitely be overlooked. Circles outside the church and even in the church as Christians, I think. I know in my own life there's times where I underestimate prayer, the power of prayer, I think. And we want to talk about it today. We want to discuss it and, and kind of get to the meaning of it, why it's so important, and just try and talk about the, you know, the understanding of prayer, I guess. Discuss the understanding of prayer and why it's so important. In, in, in my opinion, I just think there's no way to know God without prayer. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, totally. there's 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 no way to know God without a scripture mm-hmm. and prayer. Um, yeah. I just think, you know, you have to spend time with God and you have to spend time talking with him. That's how you grow in relationship with him, you know, with with anyone, you know. Um, well, just like how we always reference, like you can't, you know, really have in-depth discussions with someone that you maybe haven't built real estate with. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's not to say that you can't just come to God because that's exactly what he wants. Yeah. Don't fix yourself up. But the more, like, how do you know his voice, you know, without actually sitting there and spending time in prayer and spending time trying to get in the quiet and know him? Yeah. I think, I, like I said earlier on, like, like, I think we really underestimate the things that God can speak, speak to us through prayer, Yeah, you know, and spending time with him, just being in his presence. And yeah, I mean, I think that I, I can't remember who said it, but I know that someone else had said this. I, I'm, I, I'm not that smart, but they, they <laughs> said how the, the, the disciples didn't need to be taught how to preach. They didn't need to be taught how to heal or cast out demons. There was no, you know, and they, they naturally did that. But the one thing that they said, Lord, teach us is Lord, teach us to pray. And it's in Luke 11, one. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples, you know, and I think that that's telling that they even knew they, there was something so special about the way that Christ prayed. There was Mm. something so like dedicated about it. And they even, you know, they could see that. Yeah. And they knew that, hey, we need this. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't need to be taught how to have, you know, better, better oratorical skills and to be more charismatic with their words. They, they needed to be taught how to actually sit there and and talk to the father. Yeah. Yeah. I think like even, even in my own life, I, 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 I'm thinking now is is to when I, I guess if, if I call it slacking in my prayer, in my prayer time, it's really a gauge for me as to, am I really am I really relying and trusting on God mm-hmm. in the, in the you know, season or when I'm struggling with my prayer time, when I notice that it's, it's kind of a check, it's a gauge to, to see, am I seeking him for, you know, everything, you know, yeah. big decisions, small decisions, just talking to God. It's not even that we have to consult with him. A prayer can just be, thank you, God, right. you know, yeah. it's just our attitude and our heart towards God at the time. I think in my life, it's, it's a good gauge for me. I don't know what you guys think on that. Yeah. I think that for me, I see so much of my life and I see times where 
I was very strong in prayer. And then I see lots of times where I have been very weak. You know, and our pastor loves to quote this little booklet by J.C. Ryle that was originally titled, Do You Pray? And it ended up having its title changed to A Call to Prayer. But I, I, I personally love the original title because it's very, you know, it's kind of in your face a little bit. But at the end of the day, the point is, how are you succeeding as a Christian male, especially in this environment mm-hmm. without prayer right you know without spending yeah. that time i mean i and listen i i'm probably i can comfortably and honestly say that i am the least of these when it comes to prayer i i am terrible i have prayer add you know i <laughs> i i sit there and or i go to pray and squirrel you know <laughs> it's like yeah you know and same I, hard I, to focus it's hard to focus and you know i i've been trying to be a little bit more focused on that and like setting time and 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 you know not necessarily having an itinerary of what i'm praying about mm-hmm. but trying to be cognizant at the same time like this and these are things that matter yeah you know and and let's spend i want to spend some time with god talking about this mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's good i love in james five sixteen. it says therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working and it can also be read or, or the effective prayer of a righteous person has great power you know and i don't know I, I we've been you know kicking through james quite a bit and i think that there's good reason for that. I think that there's a lot of things that we can be taught as men and how to handle life through the, the book of James. Yeah, yeah and, definitely. you know, I've always loved that verse. I, you know, I just, I feel like that, I wish that that was more of my life, you know? Yeah, we all do. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, prayer is a, is one of the most important uh, aspects of our Christian walk, right? I think that, you know, ultimately it's, it's reading our word and then very shortly after that, I think it's prayer. I mean, you see Jesus time after time, like stepping aside, finding time yeah. by himself, going to the Father, you know, and, and praying. And, you know, yes, he teaches the the disciples to pray, and, you know. Um, you know, First Thessalonians 5 and verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. Mm. And man, what a challenge that is, because I know that's not me. You know, I know that it's easy to, you know, have your Bible time, you know, you're reading and pray and move on with your day and, you know, kind of set it back up on the bookshelf and walk away from it. And, and the reality is, is a conversation when you're with somebody, a conversation doesn't end right until you're no longer with that person. And the reality is, is the Holy spirit, God is always with us. So why does our conversation with God end? Mm. Right? Like throughout our day, you know, we should be talking to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, literally throughout the day, you know, that doesn't necessarily need to be audibly, which in some cases, go for it. You know, that's great. Um, but throughout the day, you know, like, are you praying? Are you talking to God? You know, are you asking the Lord for wisdom in the situation you're in as you're literally in the situation? You know, um, yeah, I, I think that to me, that's been challenging for me personally. I think it's so easy to, as a Christian, you know, walk our life, you know, saying you have a good prayer life but mm. the the reality is is our prayer life can always get better yeah right yeah. like our, our relationship with god can always grow deeper because of prayer yeah the in we go deeper with our relationship with god the more time we spend in prayer yeah you know and that should be a challenge to to anybody who calls himself a christian is to pray more 
even to the to the people who pray constantly, you know, pray without ceasing, you know, it yeah. should still be a call to continue to pray. Right. And, um, you know, I think it's easy in this life to, as a man, especially to just be like mix, Mr. Fix it. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> fix, fix stuff on our own and try to figure it out and watch YouTube videos and, and, and move on and, and get things done and be like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> you know, when the reality is, we need to be humbled because we can't do anything on our own. The reality is we literally can't do anything on our own, right? All the skills have been given from the Lord. All yeah. our wisdom has been given from God, right? All, all the things that your thought process and how to fix something and how to move forward and how to, you know, walk, how to talk, how to, all that stuff comes from God. That's the reality of it. Yeah. But yet we take credit for so much. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, uh, earlier today, you know, uh, based on when this recording is going to be released, but, you know, earlier today was the, the Basketball Hall of Fame induction. I was watching it with my son. You know, some great basketball player. I said to my wife, I was like, man, I feel old. All these guys were like my childhood he- heroes, you know, and they kept, <laughs> they kept saying this, this terminology of basketball immortality. Mm. And I was like, man, you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope some of them are Christians. I don't know personally, but like, if that's what it's all about is basketball, then th- that's a problem. Like the reality is, is God gave you those talents to do yeah. something good with it and to give him glory ultimately. Right. How sad is that? And the, and the, the sad reality is, is yeah, those people will go down in, in sports immortality and basketball immortality and be listed in the hall of fame for, for the rest of, you know, time that people actually care about it. Um, but man, what there's so much more to life than right. than just a sport. And some reference that in their speeches, and, and others did not. But you know, it, it makes me think personally: what am I doing with my own life to influence those around me? Yeah, right. To influence those around me and make a difference in this world, but ultimately make a difference for the kingdom. Not just the world, not just the world, right? Like bringing clean water to people is great. That's a great cause. I'm, I'm all for that. But if water's all you ever bring, then I think you miss the point. Yeah. Right. Like bringing the living water, the well that never runs dry, bringing the word of God to people, bringing a relationship with Christ. Ultimately, that's what makes a difference in people's lives. Yeah. It's awesome. And as, as a male, as a Christian, like my goal, and I hope this is every other Christian's goal is to bring other people to Christ, right? Like we're called to be disciples and make disciples. And how can you do that without praying? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and that's a challenge to myself is that I don't drop to my knees hardly enough and it's mostly in times of of hurt and pain and frustration and anger that i go to god because it's like i can't do it yeah you know and and i and i firmly believe that those situations happen in life to prove to us that we cannot do it yeah and that only god can that's good and abraham lincoln said this he said i have been driven many times upon my knees by the overwhelming conviction that had nowhere else to go my Mm. own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for that day. And the reality is, is we're all insufficient for every single day and only Christ is sufficient, right? Yeah. And our sufficiency should only be found in Christ. But man, it shouldn't be to the point where we have nowhere else to go that we drop to our knees, right? Like, I think Lincoln got this right here, but I think he missed the point partially. <laughs> like, it shouldn't just be when we can't figure it out yeah. that we drop to our knees <laughs> we, and we go exactly to God. Yeah. You know, it's, we should drop to our knees in a humble perspective of God I need you. I want more of you. I want to spend more time with you. I want to 
go deeper in relationship with you. I can't do this on my own for the the good, the bad, the ugly, like whatever the situation is. You know, in, in glorious times and in sorrowful times, our response should be praying and should be re- in, in turning towards God and, and allowing God to shine through our own lives in those good and bad times, not just the bad times and say, yeah. God, I need you now. Like, mm-hmm. no, God, I need you. That's exactly all it the right time. there. That's so good. It's so good because, you, you know, you, you go to God so often when things are jacked up. Yeah. Totally. But it is so easy to forget that when you're on that mountaintop, mm-hmm. you weren't the one that got you there. Right. right. You right. know? And, and then I think when you get to the valley and things are hard, oftentimes you kind of get mad at God. Yeah. You're like, God, why am I going through this? Yeah. You know, I, I'm guilty of saying that. You or know? sometimes you have the, the, almost the reverse where you say, well, God, what did I do to deserve this? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did I do yeah. to get myself here? Right. I feel like there's a, there's a issue there that, you know, not to get on a doctrine standpoint, but sure. we have to look at the fact that God is both sovereign on the good and the bad. Right. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. And doesn't just turn something that we did for, you know, for good, but he's, he's in fact sovereign over both, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that I'm guilty of, I get in the valley and I stick my fist up. I love this analogy from, or not even analogy, it's R.C. Sproul. And I, I wish that we were advanced enough to get the, the sound clips in here, but I mean, just because he he's on he's on a Q and A panel at a conference, and he's read this question, and he's the question is, was the punishment for Adam too severe? And he looks and he's like, wait a second, can can you repeat the question, please? And he yeah. repeats the question, and then all of a sudden he's like, let me get this straight: a man made out of the dirt disobeyed the almighty creator and you're telling me the punishment was too severe yeah when in reality it wasn't severe enough (laughs) exactly because he what did he deserve yeah what did he what did he deserve right then immediately death yeah Yeah, totally death and he was in fact he's not given death he's given life day after day and Mm. not even that even in his (laughs) god said where are you yeah he he clothes him yeah he clothes him yeah so like he sits there and RC Sproul's like, and you think that's too severe? What's wrong with you people? <laughs> and, and it's you see this old man getting so animated and it's amazing. But you know he he says you know we've got to we've got to take a deeper look at who we are and who God is. Yeah. You know I think that when we go through these hard times, it's it's so easy to sit here and and shake our fist and say, well God, now you got to get me out of here. You know you got me in here. You got to get me out of here. And yeah, did he allow for us to maybe get ourselves in a hole? Yeah, but he's also faithful to get us out Yeah, when we seek, in my opinion, when we seek his heart, mm-hmm. when we seek to say like, all right, Lord, teach me, teach me what I need to hear. And, you know, I love John MacArthur. He says, secondly, suffering teaches us to see that, to see the evil that is in us. Whenever we suffer, we're reminded that we're still fallen, aren't we? The corruption of our hearts just boils up in our suffering. You suffer and what happens? You get impatient. You become bitter. You begin to question God, doubt God, and you really begin to see the fallenness that's still there. 
You could even get angry or you could wallow in your self-pity or you can become very self-centered and prideful and make everybody serve your pain. Suffering is good because it will teach you to hate sin. It will teach you to see the evil that is in you. Suffering is good also because it'll drive you to God. Like Paul, when you get to the point where you have nowhere to go, you wind up going to him and that's good. I don't know about you, but the greater the suffering I experience, the greater my prayer life. Is that not true? Whenever when everything is going well, I tend to sort out, sort of have to force myself into prayer. But when there's a disaster somewhere or when there's a real suffering somewhere, I am compelled to pray. In prosperity, the heart is easily distracted. In prosperity, the heart is easily divided. Suffering drives out the world and sends us singularly to God. And, you know, he goes on to say that suffering is good because it conforms us to Christ. Right. And this whole podcast is about not just having a life that looks or is in the shape of the cross, which mm-hmm. is what the cruciform life is. Yeah. It's the cruciformed life. And it's about our entire life being shaped by what Christ did. And if we are going to truly look at that and we're going to truly be men who live that out day in, day out, imperfectly, might I add. Definitely. We we should be getting to a point where, you know, even MacArthur says it's easy to not pray when things are well, but like we have to, in my opinion, be seeking out God, even when it's great, it, which yeah. I don't know about you guys, but lately <laughs> it's a rarity at times, yeah. but you know, yeah. you know, I, I think that someone also said, I don't, I rarely pray for more than 10 minutes, but I don't go 10 minutes without praying, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that you said something about like constantly day, you know, throughout the day, you know, you meditate on the things you had. Yeah. You're praying, you're talking to him. And I, you know, I think it's very easy to look at people who are quote unquote, like good prayers, Mm -hmm. you know, and for sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, I see that and I'm like, crap, like I, I suck. I'm not like that person, (laughs) you know, but like, I think that you have to, everybody's walk is a little bit different in the sense that God speaks to everybody differently, but he's still God. He's still the same God. It's just like a good father. He knows how to speak to me versus how to speak to Pat versus how to speak to Mike because we all hear him differently. Yeah. And that, I'm just saying, has helped me. So maybe it'll help somebody else because it definitely took the weight off my shoulders. I feel the same way. I I think it's important to realize, like, even with you thinking about God, you're connected to God. You're you're dwelling in his presence, kind of, even just thinking about him, keeping him, you know, say, you know, during the workday, even though you're not audibly praying, you're more or less yeah. thinking of God. Yeah. It, it, so I, I can also relate to that too. And especially when I was like new to the church, you would be so intimidated by, I was never like, I was, I never used to pray out loud. Yeah. I came from the Catholic church and I was so uncomfortable praying out loud. Yeah. It's almost like an intimidation coming yeah. in and say being in a small group and somebody asking you to pray. Yeah. It's like, I'm not good enough. Almost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but you stepped up to the plate today when I asked you to pray. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It was like someone gave him a little soft toss and he just was like, oh, I'm going to send this one to center field. <laughs> Get a single. <laughs> what? And got a single. No. Nah. Well, <laughs> maybe it's definitely, a double. It's changed since, obviously, but, yeah, yeah. you know, I think, like, I think that's something important that can be said, too, about, like, new Christians and, and people who are newly saved. As I feel like I, I, I have these conversations a lot with, with men specifically, too, on on prayer and almost being, you know, intimidated when, when they hear somebody else pray really well, you know, in quotes, you know, I I just, I think like not, not to, to lessen prayer in a sense, but 
prayer can be anything. It, it can yeah. be, it doesn't have to be something that's over the top or, you know, fancy words. It can just be, like I said earlier, you thanking God or even just dwelling in his presence, I think. Yeah. You know. No, for sure. You know, I think that just spending that time in his presence, it truly does, it, it deepens us, it, it shows us. I, I feel like when you ask God to reveal what his plan was and why things happened a certain way and, you know, I feel like it's, it's, there is something to be said by humbly going to God in prayer and just spending time with him, you know? And I think that I look at Job a lot and I look at the way that he responds to God when God answers him, you know, and God gives him this, you know, this very amazing response to all of his questions. And, and Job just sits there and says, basically I'm paraphrasing. Okay. I get, I get it. I, I, I trust you. I should have never questioned you. Surely you are good. And I, I shouldn't have questioned you, but you see this, you know, this love come down from God, even in his response. Like I, I have not, not seen you. I have seen you. And you know, there's a, there's a very popular, uh, very popular Christian show that's out right now that, you know, is a streaming show. And, you know, I, I've, I get a little skeptical at times, not like my opinion is the only one that matters. Um, but I, I get a little skeptical at times because of the fact that I think that there's a lot of, you know, gray area with taking artistic license with the Bible. And I think that when you're making a show that's not just solely based off of scripture, you really got to be careful about what you're kind of making the episodes about. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to be honest with you, the, the, the season two that just came out, the, there's a second episode and it was entitled, I Saw You. And one of the disciples is sitting underneath this tree and he's crying out something, you know, bad has just happened. And he's, he's saying like, God, like, where were you? Like, what, why, why don't you see me? Why won't, why show me yourself or don't hide your face from me? And later in the episode, the, um, the, a friend of his that's already walking with Christ brings him to meet him. And there's just this point where he looks him in the eye and all of a sudden you just see his face like, oh my gosh. And Christ looks at him and he says, I saw you. I saw you underneath the tree. And honestly, man, like goosebumps. that's like, I, I, I was sobbing sobbing watching it because at the end of it that it's beautiful because that is how good God is that mm-hmm. is how good that's the gospel man like he saw us we love because he first loved us yeah you know and that's why it and it it's pushing it pushes me to want to pray more even though I'm terrible at it and that's why like I think that the true way that we survive in this culture as men is to be in prayer but when you look at how good God is, it, it, it should make us want to be there because he's not sitting yeah. there saying like, you haven't talked to me in five days. He's right. like, Hey, I'm here. Yeah. You know, and to me, that's good news. Thanks guys for joining us on this episode of the Cruciform Life. Just wanted to make mention to check us out on our social media pages and give us a follow and subscribe to our podcast. 